Ever wondered what goes on in the kitchens of Melbourne's restaurants? I'm Jo Ritty, and Conversation with the Chef gives you the backstory of some of our favourite eating spots. So just what I get, did get to eat and what I saw, I loved all the dim lighting, and it just felt really cosy and yeah. warm and like a neighbourhood Italian place. Which exactly. Is- it starts to feel like an actual little Italian uh, little Italian restaurant, which yeah. is exactly what we want, you know, it's great. Yeah. And I really liked um, Scott start talking about the connections and sort of the full circle of him having been over at yep. um, Square and then, and then you, you know, being, not being sent over here, but um, yeah, yeah. coming over. So I mean, it's, it's like, I suppose it's a hugely important part of um, our chefing community and also how you progress as a chef, you know, because obviously you have to work bloody hard yeah. you have to be noticed by those people. And so it's kind of all about who you know, but you, you make your own luck by, you know, working hard for yeah. those people. Um, so, yeah, I, I came over in uh, December um, and I had a look at a few other places, which, again, were great restaurants. Didn't quite have that, you know, that um, that drive that I wanted. Yeah. And uh, and then I spoke to Phil and I, and I knew about Scott. Um, and he and I said, can you put me in contact with him? And then he sent an email and said, you know, I've got this great chef who's looking for place. And, and Scott, you know, made me feel so welcome, which was great. And now I have that same relationship, which I had with Phil, which obviously he's my boss, but um, uh, but we have a great relationship at the same time. I have starting to have that with Scott, yeah, you know, nice. which is great. Yeah. It's good fun. And I, and I do like the idea that there is a community because for so long we kept sort of hearing about, you know, the competitiveness and the, the burnout of chefs and it mm-hmm. all sounded very hard. And now I'm hearing all these really great stories about people helping out and helping each other and working together. And 100%. Doing you know, it's still hard. I mean, it's hard yeah. craft if you want to get to where you want to be, you know, if you want to work in a place and just kind of like flip burgers and, and that's fine. That's what you do. You know, there's no, there's no shame in that as well because I go out and I, and I eat burgers and I enjoy them, you know. But if you really want to get to that level that you want to be at, then you do have to work bloody hard. But like, like I said, there's, uh, you know, with Matilda uh, and Estelle and now Lupo and also we have the deli. Like, I'm, I mean, yesterday I was so busy that I forgot to feed my bread starter, for example. Right. But the guys at Estelle just came up today and gave me a load more bread starter to add to it, you know? So it's, we're always helping each other out and... Yeah, that's, that's great. That actually made me feel really good this morning because yeah. I, was, I was kind of like on my way into work being like, oh, damn it, now I've got to like fix this thing. Yeah. And these guys were like straight up here, here's some fresh starter and stuff. So, yeah, it was good. Because I spoke to um, Valentin, actually, uh-huh. at Estelle, um, a couple of months ago, and I think he must have... Did he mention you as being the pastry chef? the pastry chef there? Or uh, so I, I wasn't the pastry chef at Estelle, but the pastry menu was... Uh, mainly sort of like design between me and Scott you know Um, so I I did pastry for about six years of my career okay Um, so I I I worked at the square for about three years when I when I went to the square uh, it was through um, a friend who knew the head pastry chef okay so it was only kind of natural I hadn't done any pastry then it was only natural that I started on pastry and apart from maybe about eight months, which I did in the kitchen, the rest of that was all spent on pastry because, you know, he left and, and that, when I was in the kitchen, I saw my opportunity and I jumped back in and I started heading up the pastry. Um, and then I went to 11 Madison Park and did pastry there as wow. a chef to party, which was amazing. And like, and at this point in my career, I was like completely involved in pastry. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, well, I've got something that I'm, I think I'm really good at. 
and I want to go work in one of the best restaurants in the world in, in somewhere else and it, this gonna like being good at pastry is gonna allow me to do that you know um, and so yeah and then I came back after my year as head pastry chef at, at the square and did that for another kind of two years okay um, but then I just started to eventually just started to miss the savory kitchen Sure. And it's quite different, isn't it? Because yeah. pastry, you're doing things ahead of time, but it's 100%. very, very precise. Yeah. And then savoury is a lot more heat and pressure. And yeah, you know, it's almost like during prep time, you're you're busier in pastry because there's never never like a dull moment. There's never nothing to do. Yeah. You've always got something to do to stay ahead. You're always chasing your tail. Um, whereas service can be, I mean, I've obviously had some hairy services on pastry as well, but it can be um, a bit more kind of, you know, stop, start. Whereas service in the kitchen, are you ready for service and then you go and you have your three hours or five hours or whatever of just pumping it out, you yeah. know? So there's a great uh, there's a great difference between the two, but I enjoy both, you know? Yeah. And 11 Madison Park, because I've seen um, that Netflix uh, thing uh-huh. about the getting ready for the red light yeah, the yeah, reopening yeah. and so on and just the precision and yeah. I'm sure it was like that at the square as well but just the mm-hmm. precision of lighting and all that kind of thing yeah was it is it stressful working in that environment where everything has to be I mean everything always has to be right but yeah I mean I guess working in any kitchen is always a bit stressful <laughs> you know I think anywhere you know it's all relative um but um there were some days when I thought you know, it's not too hard, and there were some days which were, which were, you know, just really hard. You know, it had a good, it had a good balance. You know, like I think there's a lot of um, three stars in the world which are very precise, and there's lots and lots of people doing the same job. Um, Eleven Madison Park uh, had a good medium where you could still be. Human. Human, yeah, exactly. You still could have a laugh with the people next to you on the section. It wasn't like a silent kitchen. And there were still times when, you know, we were, we didn't have enough staff or, you know, someone would call in sick or we were, instead of doing, you know, uh, a dinner service for 105 people in six hours, we were doing a lunch service on like Thursday, Friday, Saturday for 60 people in about one hour, you know, like it just... It depended on the day, you know? Yeah. So that was... I really enjoyed that because it actually... It was a great step on from the square because the square was very much like cooking by the seat of your... You know, on the edge of your seat. Kind yeah, of thing, yeah. So. It's interesting for me because now that I've spoken to um, a lot of chefs... Um, mm. and But just... There's always themes and so on. But I just... Um, the square has come up so often for me lately because I spoke Good. to... Um, James Cumro at Fatou as well, yeah. which is in the city, and he um, also spent time with Phil. Okay, I don't know him, but I do know highly, the name. Yeah, yeah highly of, of that. So. Hang on, I just have to check my sure. picture one second. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all right. It's part of the course. <laughs> so then, um, just to go right back to the start, yeah. did you always know you wanted to be a chef? No. Uh, I think I uh, didn't... I mean, all the women in my uh, family, which there's a lot of them, I think my, my, I have uh, six aunties, they're all um, chefs or cooks in some way, and great, great cooks. Um, but I think when I was, you know, 13, 14, I was such a, like, I was just afraid of going to work, you know, and just like, like I had jobs from when I was very young, but I just used to hate it. And then I didn't really know what I was going to do, and... 
um, I think my, my dad said, you know, you, you have to get like a tray, do something with your hands or whatever. Um, and then my next door neighbor, who I hung out with a lot, he, um, he said, well, why don't you come do cooking in college with me? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, and at that point, I think all my aunties and my mum were just like, you know, it's going to be really hard work. It's not like you realize the hours you have to work. And I was like, yeah, yeah it'll be fine. Um, but then, you know, something great came out of it. Like, and, I, and I really, really started to enjoy it, you know, within the kind of first year. I was very lucky. The first place I worked was for a guy who uh, was a sous chef um, at a Gordon Ramsay restaurant in uh, London. And he come back from London and just like open this little restaurant in our hometown and so I was very lucky to be able to spend my first year of cooking with him you know he was a great guy a lot of knowledge um, so yeah it was a good start yeah so where did you grow up what kind of a uh, in a place called uh, Portishead in um, just outside of Bristol in England okay yeah I remember the band yeah, well, they're actually from uh, they're actually from Clevedon, which oh. is uh, round the corner from us. But they all went like my cousins used to go to school with them because we all used to go to this one school called Cordano. So yeah, that's awesome. I saw them live when I was in London, and I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> that's cool, man. So, um, so how long have you been a chef? Twelve years. Okay. And so, what is what do you think it is that got you at the start and has pulled you through and has allowed you to be at the like to be accepted into these really great places I think it's a number of things you know like um, I suppose to begin with before I started really becoming passionate about food I was passionate about the atmosphere that I was in you know like the drive the camaraderie uh, the you know the, the laughing and joking that we, we do in the kitchen daily um, just the community kind of thing you know um, and then uh, well, you know like I, I got a lot of training from good chefs and I suppose being good at anything like that which is creative makes you passionate about it right yeah. um, and then you know it's it's like what came first the, the chicken or the egg you know the passion just keeps building you know as you learn more yeah yeah and where do you get your ideas Is it, are you a reader or a, looking at Instagram or just from what's to be around honest, you I, I don't read that many cookbooks I have a lot of cookbooks probably I'm probably guilty the same as most chefs that I have a lot of cookbooks that I actually don't read but I you know flick through and I need a recipe I look at and stuff they're just nice things to have mm. um, but I would say like half of it is from things that I've seen whilst, whilst I've been a chef um, and then a lot of stuff comes from just just from my imagination you know, my, my, my brain's always working yeah. like overtime sometimes and um, and yeah and just I suppose as you build your um, career you have more experience your knowledge just builds and so it allows you to create more you know it's yeah. all just like a that's the thing is there's so many people I think who uh, young chefs who I think is wrong where they go straight to these um, you know three stars or, or something like that or you know high end restaurants I think actually you really need to do like the the dirty work first you know you need to work like I remember working in a pub and just you know with one other guy in the kitchen for a little bit and stuff and just doing those jobs because it's, it's all experience you know and you have to start somewhere you can't just go straight from you know learning how to drive to being a Formula One driver yeah, you know right. so it's all about 
it's all about that journey through that you have the knowledge and then through that I think you become more creative yeah that's good yeah and when you came over here because we talk a lot about Melbourne being you know a a city of gastronomy and Mm -hmm. it's a big food centre and so on yeah what um, how different was it for you from where you'd been um a lot different. I suppose London London is great. You know, it's a great place to learn how to cook, and there's some amazing restaurants and that there. There's so much competition and so many restaurants who are, I think, doing similar things, whether it's, you know, good or, uh, good or bad, um, and can sometimes be a little bit afraid of trying new things. Okay. Whereas I suppose Melbourne is so new and people are so open to everything that there's, there's not as much of a um, what's the word there's not as much holding them back you know like uh, like Phil again an amazing chef but would only really use European ingredients or or techniques and stuff um, which was fair enough you know like if you start using I don't know something Japanese or whatever some would be like you you know are you cooking fusion or something now that's right but um, but when I came here and I worked at uh, Estelle for a while as well we had like a whole baked flounder on the menu with exo sauce and it's one of the best things I've had yeah and it's just and it's not like you know a lot of cooking that we did there was like European cooking as well we weren't afraid to use Asian ingredients to make things better or Asian techniques to make things like it's just about being smart you know yeah. and if something's delicious then why not use it mm. um, so that's yeah that's one great thing about Melbourne is that lots of people are doing lots of cool and interesting stuff and there's a great standard of food here yeah. lots of great restaurants um, yes yeah, so it's very exciting and have you done much Italian before um, again so at the square we used to do we used to use a lot of Italian ingredients yeah. and do a lot of Italian like that's we true, used to yeah. make gnocchi every single day I don't know how many gnocchis I've made probably I don't know how many but um, that gnocchi I had the other night was so amazing it was so like good, right? melting your mouth but see that's a di- completely different method to what I'm used to but this is one that Stu does and that's again because he's he worked at Square but also he's worked at different restaurants Yeah. and it was perfect for what we wanted to do with it that night but you know if we were doing for example you know some kind of like seared off gnocchis in an emulsion with something under a piece of fish we would use a different recipe because otherwise they would just soak up all the juice you know yeah. but it's having all like these experience as chefs to be able to say right we're going to use this for this and this for that and then yeah you know yeah. again it's all about the learning and stuff and yeah all that. that's cool well, I can't wait to come back and eat properly um, yeah but I'll let you get back to service for now I awesome. just need a photo no worries